Welcome to Sorry Not Sorry, where we unapologetically talk about Christianity and culture from a Pentecostal perspective. Dom, it's good to see you, buddy. Dr. Ireland, it's always a pleasure, sir. Good to see you. You know, I, I, I don't like this uh, meeting online. Uh, like, it's not, you know, I'm grateful for it, but it's not the same. It just yeah, isn't. It's just, yeah, it's, we were just talking about this earlier. Like we, there's just, we, it's hard to recapture the energy that we have when we're together and it's just not the same. You know, I think across the board, whether it's church, whether it's classroom, whether it's even recording a podcast, there's something exciting about being in the same space. But as you both and I said, we're both grateful for this. We're grateful for these platforms Absolutely. to continue. But yeah, no, we're going to, as we get through it. That's right. And that's actually uh, a good, uh, very unintentional segue into, <laughs> into what we're talking about today, because this is the reality that everybody just about has found themselves in, whether they're uh, homeschooling their kids all of a sudden, or whether they're connecting with relatives, or whether they're teaching a class, or uh, or just working in some other capacity remotely from, from home. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, online uh, connections have become something that everybody has had to embrace. And so today we're going we're gonna to take this episode and dedicate it to talking about a theology of social media. And I, I'm excited about this because I, I think uh, it's, it's uh, I, well, obviously, I mean, I, it's something... Yeah. That's the, I'm not how, looking at social media as we speak now. Uh, that's right. Yeah, you're, you're not even here. You're, I'm not you're, even. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like a class. I'm like already on my phone. For me, right. one of the things that is so exciting is that this actually, I think, needs to be articulated. You know, a lot of times we we think of theology as this kind of ivory tower, this kind of abstract right. philosophical field. I love practical theology. That's one of the things I always get excited about is the idea of how does this actually apply to our daily lives, not Absolutely. in different settings, but day in and day out. There's, there should be a theology of music. There should be a theology of art. There should be a theology of media, even I, social media. That's right. That's right. And I, I love it. You're absolutely right. And, and I would even, I, I don't even like the term practical theology because it implies that there's some kinds of theology that aren't practical. It's so and true. I think all theology in some way informs how we live and, and how we trust and, and how we, we live out our faith. And so I, I think all theology has a practical element. But one of the things I, I think that this topic brings up kind of an interesting side note, and you just touched on it, is is okay so what are the limits of theology you know like do we need a theology of everything do we i mean uh you know if we need a theology of social media do we need a a theology of canned meats i mean <laughs> where, right. where does it end you know and, and I, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier and for me i i think the the it comes down to when there's a a major biblical theme that intersects with a dominant cultural reality that's good. At that intersection, we need a theology. I agree. Uh, you, yeah. Well, I mean, the funny thing is you said canned meat. I'm thinking, well, Paul does talk about meat. <laughs> I mean, he does even that. You know, I mean, I think. Although I don't know if anybody's bowing down to a can of Spam. But, right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's you know, not actually, happen, but, Now that I think about it, it's probably some somebody somewhere is bowing to a can of there's Spam. There's no question. It's so problematic. You know, somebody's saying it's unclean. Somebody's like, I'll eat this can of meat in spite of, you know, because of my weaker brother. Um, but no, I think, you, I think you really hit the nail on the head. It's this convergence, this moment in time. You know, if you had asked me when I was in college way back in the day in 2004, Facebook comes on the scene, YouTube, 
We never would have thought of it as anything other than just kind of this weird waste of time. Now we're seeing it as a real way to communicate effectively, to proclaim the gospel, and also hopefully to kind of inspire uh, some change, some activism. There's, there's a lot of ways in which these platforms, I think, I mean, people probably looked at Billy Graham, his L.A. Crusades, I think it was in the 40s or 50s, um, and they probably shook their head. Why is it being televised, right? Why, what's this TV preacher idea? And, and I think now it just kind of goes without saying. So I think in a similar way, social media is, is so much more encompassing because of the social, the, the, yeah. uh, the element or the, the reality that you can communicate. It's not one way. It's a two-way conversation, thus making it, I think more beneficial, but also incredibly more dangerous. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think uh, like, even myself, one of the things I, I struggle, have struggled with in just the last week or so is, is because of the isolation, I find myself wanting to express myself more online, more than I normally do. And the, the temptation to sometimes to post political stuff or controversial stuff is it's a real thing, you know? Uh, and, and so, um, I, I think as the longer this whole thing goes on, the more of a reality this is going to be. And so I think it's really crucial that we start to think through, you know, what, what exactly does it mean to love your neighbor through social media? And what does it mean for the church to be salt and light when our primary forms of connection are digital? Well, and, I, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. To be very honest with you, uh, almost every day or every other day, I sit down and I write out a post and then I leave it in the Word document and I come back and read it the next day and go, I'm so glad I didn't post that. Yeah, I, I haven't posted anything in months because I have a lot of very strong opinions. I'm sure some people would agree with them. I'm sure some people would not. But is it going to edify the church? Is it going to build everybody up? Most of it not. One or two of the things I'm like, hey, that might be nice. Maybe I should consider right. Yeah, bold in that area. But a lot of it's just me venting and getting frustrated by people who I love and respect and who are believers in Christ who are posting things that I'm going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Like, where's that's right. I, yeah, I that's right. Specifics, but we know yeah. what I'm talking about. No, it's it's very true. And and I actually I thought that you know the whole idea of a wall, you know, posting stuff to your wall in Facebook, is really kind of a great image because when you're arguing with people on Facebook you might as well be arguing with a wall because oh, yeah. it's, it's about, it's going to accomplish about as much. Yeah, uh, it's all about us. Yeah, that's right. It's, I don't think anybody's opinion has ever been changed about anything because of a Facebook debate. I, I don't think, I don't think anybody's really interested. I think the things that have been exciting for me, honestly, on Easter, I love seeing the live stream services. I've enjoyed some devotional pieces. I've loved some scripture verses. I enjoy when friends share art, even whether they're believers or non-believers or mine, whether they're, you know, making music still, or maybe they're doing some work at home, things that are uplifting and edifying. I love that. That's great. Yeah, but I haven't anybody said anything politically, socially, right. theologically in the last yeah. two months that has moved me at all other than the that, frustration. <laughs> that, that's right. And there's enough of that out there already. I, I mean, I, I can't even hardly open a new site uh, because it's just all doom and gloom. You yeah, know? That sells, and, Doc. You should take my mass know, society it, class. Yeah, that's, no. I should. I should take that <laughs> class. I would enjoy that class probably. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would pass it, but I would enjoy oh, it. Are you kidding me? Forget about it. You. <laughs> so, great. But um, yeah, so, you know, as I was thinking about this whole idea of the theology of social media, I, was, I thought, you know, what, what would be a fundamental principle and what would that look like? And, and I, I think 
if we start with this concept of, you know, love your neighbor as yourself and apply that to social media, I, I think a really good starting place for deciding what you post and what you say and what you don't say on social media would be to, to start from the perspective of being as charitable as possible towards others. And I, I think that's a, a just a simple, um, non-complicated approach to take to, to social media. I, what, I, one of the things, one of the verses I wanted to bring up, uh, Colossians 4, 6, right? Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you yeah. may know how to answer everyone. I just feel like nothing seasoned with salt online. And I think there's little mm-hmm. to no grace or charity. I mean, these so many of us, and, I, and I'm not going to question someone's salvation. This isn't a soteriological. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes saying, I would actually. Oh, I You got the PhD. You're allowed to judge. You know, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. But that's why we get the, the big robes. You know? Exactly. So, that's what so, so we can judge. But it's, it's just, it's, it's so frustrating because there's so many people doing it right though. Right. And you and I've talked about that. There's so many mm-hmm. wonderful believers who are just are just just the outpouring of love and the service to the communities and the, the outreach and just the encouragement and the building up of hope and the building up of the body and all these kind of things through hope in Christ. And yet it's like the one bad post that gets shared. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> and, and gets shared a thousand times, you, like, know? Wow, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's so like, true. Uh, I, my, my, my hope continually, even for myself, is just, you know, whatever the theology is, that it's always Christocentric, right? That, that, that it's always about Christ. Sorry. Do you hear that ring? I did, but that's all right. All right. It's, well, it's, it's, it's real life, man. That's, that is so funny. It's a landline. But you know what? This, this is a great, a great point in, in terms of what we're talking about. Like, I actually, even in my classes, like if somebody's dog runs across the screen, which has happened numerous wow. times, or their little baby brother goes running through or whatever, I love that because it, it's, it's a little bit of real life, their you know? It, yeah. It, it's a little bit of their real world. And, and it's more than just kind of, uh, you know, I, I, the blurred background or the, you know, San Francisco Bay bridge or whatever. Um, it's, it's real. It, it is it's real. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. there's a, there's a sense in which a lot of us are just hungering for that reality right now. This is what's interesting because the hunger for reality is inherent, right? Or inherent in all yeah. of us. So inherent, yeah. inherent, not inherent. Sorry. Now inherent in all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's the funny thing. Social media is not going to give us that. Like, That's right. like ultimately it's not going to be a reality. I think it can be a pseudo reality. I think it can for us sometimes bring us into certain things that feel real or at least promote reality. But ultimately right now, I think it's going to be about individuals who are hopefully in the word or in community who are being prayerful, mindful, who are worshiping, who are being built up. You know, the only real reality we have or the only hope we have is always Christ. But man, I can't think of anything that's been more, I don't think of any time in my life where it's been more crystallized. Like, yeah, what absolutely. Is like everything is, yeah, it's yeah, I was, darkly, but it, it feels so real. That's right. And what, it happens and you're like, golly, only Christ is real. That's right. It's so crazy. It's true. I, in my, I was in one of my classes, we're dealing with eschatology and, and I, I was just talking about how one of the, the outcomes of all of this is, is that it's gotten me thinking about how many great um, conversations um, or, or how many uh, conversations I took for granted uh, when they were a daily reality oh, yeah. or how many conversations I passed up on a regular basis because I was too busy or too preoccupied with something else. 
And now all of a sudden those conversations that I can't have, um, I, I'm beginning to realize what a valuable thing they are and how much we take them for granted. And maybe one of the great things that will come out of all of this is that we'll, we'll all be able to appreciate that a whole lot more uh, and really be present with each other once we actually have that opportunity once again. So, so let's, I mean, I don't want to talk timeline because that's always concerning. So let's not talk specifics, mm -hmm. but before we get there, we are mm -hmm. in this current reality. So what would you say are things that our students and our community, they can do uh, to make sure that there is still that building up of one another, that there still is that community. We know that it's, it's, it's not exactly the same, but mm -hmm. in what way can social media Maybe it can never be equal to, but maybe it can at least yeah. the present moment. Yeah, I think it's a great question. And so I, what it, my thoughts on that are, what if, if we approach social media from an other-centered perspective? And, and okay. everything that we post, we ask the question, is this about me or is this about glorifying God or encouraging somebody else? Right. Because a lot of what we post is about us. I mean, that's that's really what has made so that's what's so, that's, what's, that's what has made social media flourish right. is that I you know if I get a thousand likes that I'm I'm somebody. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going places, uh, you know, and and I, I think we need to turn that on its head and and think you know what what can I do and and how can I. I use social media as a means of encouraging others, blessing others, and in the process, glorifying God and making it and be intentional about not making it about me. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I, I literally wrote it down. I'm writing notes, Doc, as always. I'm always learning when I'm with wow, you. Wow, you know. It's, it's special, you know, come on, please. You know, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to grow as well, <laughs> lifelong learner here. But the, one of the things that's... You're too kind. Yeah, of course. Uh, one of the things that's sometimes difficult, again, is because by virtue of the way it's set up, it is us spouting our opinion. The idea of us being other-centered is kind of interesting, right? The, the, the idea of we're going to glorify God, we're going to minister to others, and even having a little bit of a filter to say, when I say this, when I post this, how will it be received? I think for some individuals... They feel like, well, I know that it's going to be offensive to some, but I'm going to be bold in this conviction. My response to that, and I hope it's okay, is that if that's Jesus Christ and Christ crucified, if it's Jesus Christ and crucified, be bold in that conviction. If it's sure. not, I'm sorry. I don't know if it's the right time. Yeah. That might that's, be a lot, but yeah. if you feel like you're going to say something that's incredibly offensive politically or socially right now, mm -hmm. and you're a believer in Christ, this might not be the right medium or the right moment to do that. That's right. That's right. Right. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Just, it gets to the point yeah. where it's like, I, I want us to be bold for Christ. We're never going to stop being bold for Christ. Nobody's telling us we can't be, but there's certain right. political things. There's certain, I mean, even the way that people are, I, I don't want, I don't want to say names, but certain, let's say, let's say politicians, let's say scientists let's say, you know, well, I mean, let's be honest. The, it's the political issues that are most divisive in our culture right now. Oh, and, and social media has become a major means of, yeah. of fostering that division. Yeah. Um, but why can't social media be a major means of healing that division? I love it. Um, and, and I, I just think the church has a, has a divine mandate to, to but through the inspiration of the spirit to come up with creative ways to use social media to bring people together, not split people apart. 
Um, you know, if, if, we're, if we're engaged in creating the same kind of divisions that the world is, um, then what does that say about who is our Lord and, and who, what does it say about the things that we bow down to? Um, and and I, I think um, we need to each think about that question and think through that question in terms of, of what we post and what we don't post. For one of, when I'm thinking about social media, it's still new. I mean, I know for our students, it's just like, just their life. They don't even think of mm-hmm. it in terms of that. I'm only, I'm only 34 and it's still kind of this weird anomaly. No idea what TikTok is. Everybody's talking about it, but just vibe. Yeah, I don't know either. I, but, know. but, 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 you know, one of the, this is going to be weird. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go there. But one of the things I talk about in one of the classes, when we talk about creating content, cinema, film, any kind of digital media, um, Russian icon painters in the Middle Ages used to fast and pray before they went to the canvas. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It was a spiritual discipline that before they created work, that would be mm-hmm. part of their worship. Now, theologically, we might not actually adhere to some of it, but I think that idea of fasting and praying. Oh, yeah. I, that's right. It's creating content, especially Abs- social media. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that idea because, uh, you know, I, I think. Um, you know, it, this goes to exactly to what we're talking about is looking at another tradition different from our own and saying, hey, what do we have to learn from that tradition? Right. It, you know, maybe we don't practice iconography, right. um, but that doesn't mean we should just chuck the whole thing out the window and, and not consider some of the ideas behind it, like praying and fasting before the creation of, of, of something that becomes public. Exactly. Um, I, that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me write that down here. <laughs> yeah, please write that down. But see, it, was, it was exciting. Yeah. I, you know, just kind of in, in some of my research, I kind of came across that and I just, it kind of became yeah. a huge part for me in when creating short films and all this. But as we're talking now, I mean, I wasn't even planned. I just thought, wouldn't that be interesting if I like, I'm so frustrated with so-and-so and I can't believe that this is happening. Yeah. This open and why don't we have this? Yeah. And I write all of it out and I stop. And I pray and I fast yeah. and I you know, ask the yeah. Lord, is this, and is this still seasoned with salt? That's right. And I, yeah. And I, I've, I've, you know, because you know me, I've got to uh, take every opportunity to be Pentecostal. And so I, I'm going to jump right in here with the whole tongues thing. Um, I, I actually think that this is one of the, the great values of praying in the spirit or speaking in tongues is that, it, you know, language and identity are so closely united to each other. Um, that, that we sometimes, um, uh, tend to think that, that our linguist, cultural linguistic group, whatever that is, um, is, is somehow, um, better than another group, or, or we tend to maybe stick with that cultural linguistic group, or we tend to favor the people that think like us and act like us and, and vote like us and, uh, and and I, I think tongues serves as a as a really potent reminder um, that that God calls us to transcend um, the the boundaries of of culture and language and national identities and so on. Right. Um, and I and I think that's the picture that you see in Acts. I think tongues functions very much in that same way. And so I, I think at least maybe we could we could start to think through social media. Uh, in terms, uh, in, in missional terms, in, in, in terms of connecting to people that maybe we wouldn't normally connect with or um, being an encouragement to somebody that we haven't seen or, or talked to in a long time, um, reaching out and saying, hey, how can I pray for you? What do you, what do you need right now? Uh, 
So, so yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. One of the few things that I have done on social media is send direct messages, right? I mean, that's, I'm not posting, but sometimes mm -hmm. I don't have people's phone numbers or, you know, reaching out to old friends. You have more time. You think, man, how long has it been? I just, how are they doing? You, you, you get concerned, right? Especially when people are in certain regions and, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, someone I was kind of grew up with, we were in youth group together. He, he, he's made some choices and, and he's kind of living a certain lifestyle and, uh, but he's on the front lines, you know, uh, as the first responder. And, and so I just mm -hmm. kind of reached out and, and, you know, waiting for a response. I don't know how it's going to be. Cause I very much mm. was like, Lord bless you. And, and I was, I was specific in my language that I was praying for this person. Um, and I got a little nervous because I kind of had to mm. put myself out there. I think there's a fear of, well, how is it going to be received? Yeah. And in that moment yeah. I said, I don't really care. I mean, I mm -hmm. do care how it's received because I don't want to offend, but yeah. I also want to be bold in the sense of like, God is good, God is real. And in this moment, I want to share. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, in spite of our very strong differences, by the That's way. That's right. And I, and I actually think there's a, a real healing component that can come through all of this in that it helps. Because right now, I think many of us are struggling with um, kind of a, a self-focus. I mean, we're, we're stuck in the same place every day. We're seeing the same three people every day, all day long. And, and you don't really have a lot to take your mind off of your own life. Yeah. And the more you can engage with other people and begin to reach out to other people and, and be thinking about others and praying for others, the more it begins to, to shift the focus off of you and onto others. And, and I think there's a, I think God designed it that way, um, that as we serve others and that as we devote our time to others, um, the less time we think about ourselves and the less time we think about ourselves, the better, um, you know, uh, <laughs> so. Especially right now. I mean, one of the things yeah. that I, and I, you and I talked about it and I, I'm, I'm so encouraged. I mean, there's so many wonderful churches and Christian organizations who are on the front lines. I mean, yeah, they're, they're yeah. getting supplies, they're getting medical equipment. They're, they're doing, they're, they're, they're being the church. They're, they're, they're proclaiming the gospel continually, yeah. but they're really being the church in some very difficult situations. So, you know, I think you got to commend, commend those, those organizations. But what yeah. I would love to see more of is maybe some of us promoting them. Not, yeah, not to, I, that's a great idea. Yeah. Not to yeah, say yeah. that you have to, but if we're talking about a theology of mission, it's like, okay, I want to, I want to proclaim Christ and crucified. I want to be very specific in the language I use, but also if I see this organization that needs help, volunteer, um, donations, I think we need to be a little bit bold and, and share it. And a lot of our young people have, I've been encouraged actually, I've seen quite a few students sharing posts about, Hey, there's a great faith-based organization that, but this is definitely a time. And this is a weird thing to say, but for many people, they need to receive. But at this time also, mm -hmm. there are many people who can give. But yeah. and, and many people who need to give, like you, need to, you know, need to do it just for yourself as much as for others. Exactly. And so it's, it's, it's going to be important, I think, for there to be a continual, this continual sense that I can do something. Yes, like, that's right. Like, that's like right. despair does not rule the day. There's that's right. absolute hope. And it was, right. uh, I talk about a lot, Victor Frankl, right? Man's Search for Meaning very much talks about you have a choice of your attitude in whatever condition you find. Right? Yeah. This is like essential yeah. for all of philosophy, all of theology. Yeah. In spite of our condition, there is hope and yeah. there is opportunity to serve and give. And it may just be sharing this link to this awesome organization. I think that would be another practical element it's of a great word. mission yeah. for, for social media. Yeah. You know, we don't do this often enough, but I think you ought to get the last word today. That was excellent. So I, Doc, that's, oh man, I, that was good stuff. Oh, no, that was good stuff, man. Uh, I, 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 
I, I yeah, think uh, right. I think we ought to just wrap it up with that. I, I think uh, that's I think that's really good sound advice, and I think um, it, it's a great reminder that um, that though we can't do the same things we did three weeks ago or four weeks ago, um, it doesn't mean that we can't do anything. Uh, and uh, and and I think the Holy Spirit will help us to find creative ways to do things that we haven't even thought of yet, and in creative ways to bless people um, uh, in all kinds of unique ways. So well said. So my, my, my final note would be this. In your prayer time, in my prayer time, in our students' prayer time, in our community's prayer time, I pray that we continue to pray for our nation. We pray for the world. We mm -hmm. pray uh, for individuals that are on the front lines. We pray really for the mental health as well as the physical health of the entire world. Mm -hmm. But also I'd say this. You know what maybe we should do? We should go, Lord. Today, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to me what I need to say on social media. That's great. We I believe God it. still speaks, right? We and do, absolutely. Social media. That's you're you're going to end up being more Pentecostal than I am before this is all over with, I'm telling you. That's good stuff, brother. I believe, I believe God still speaks. He really does. I, amen. And so you know? we need to be bold in that conviction. Absolutely. But I want to bring great. hope, and I want it to be yep. seen with salt. That's what I want. Yep. It's good stuff. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us today. And now that we've wrapped this up, we're going to jump into the chat session. I'll be on live with you to take some of your questions. Thanks so much. Something, I don't know if you said it or Professor Garcia said it or if um, – you know much about it, but I thought it was really good how uh, Professor, wh whoever said it, said how like in the past, I'm assuming you guys were talking about art, um, how like before you would, I like how you worded it, put, before you would make a creation that was going to go out publicly to be able to like pray and fast into it and like why should we treat social media any uh, differently? I thought that was really good. Um, did you know more about that out of curiosity? I just remember hearing that and it was just really good. So I just wanted to know if you had more. Yeah. So that, that's a great question. The, the idea behind that is uh, if you, you know, um, one of the, the central features of Eastern Orthodox or Russian Orthodox religion is our, our icons, which sometimes have been uh, wrongly criticized by evangelicals as being a, a form of idolatry because in, in the Eastern Orthodox faith, uh, the icons present, they're, they're used as a, a means of focusing your prayer. And so often they're, they're images of saints within the, in the history of the church. And, and sometimes the, the Orthodox are accused of worshiping the icons, which they don't. Um, it's, it's considered a window um, to, to help you focus your thoughts and to keep you um, focused on, on concepts like holiness and faithfulness um, as you pray. And so the creation of these icons in the East, Eastern Orthodox faith is, is a, a very, very spiritual process, and it's not something that they take lightly. And so the artists who, who make these paintings they, yeah, they embark on a, a period of prayer and fasting before they, before they, they create the painting. Uh, and, in, and I, I thought Don's point, Dom's point was really excellent. What, you know, what can we as the, as an evangelical church or as a Pentecostal church take from that? Uh, and how can we start to pray about, about the ways that we engage with social media, you know, why not ask God at the beginning of each day in our devotions, 
Lord, guide me in my use of social media today so that I can be, um, uh, so that whatever I make public will, will help people focus on you and your goodness and your glory rather than on everything that's wrong with the world. So um, th does that help? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it definitely does. So, yeah, great question. So it, it's uh, the whole, whole concept of, of Eastern Orthodox iconography is a really fascinating uh, area. So if you ever get a chance to visit an Orthodox church, uh, it's, it's worth it. So any other, uh, any other questions or comments or thoughts about any of this, uh, anything related to this, this topic? I actually have another one, if that's okay. Sure, absolutely. Uh, because uh, I think it actually actually is so interesting because um, before even the whole like, coronavirus and quarantine, I personally always viewed social media as uh, we we always talked about how uh, ironically, even though we have more means of connecting to people like across the world or even like just at a distance uh we have now access to them but it also we were growing up in a generation where a lot of them were disconnected uh because of it because of like the cold keyboard confidence all of that and i still think there's very much truth in that but now ironically i've noticed that because of quarantine it actually has had this uniting factor um and what it used to not be in a lot of ways and now um is uniting um but also uh, like even just add on to that how there's just this idea of scrolling and like not really doing mm. anything as you scroll and it kind of uh mm -hmm. it's just like endless because like that's how they designed it especially like instagram or just basically all of it just mm -hmm. a lot of scrolling and there's no end mm -hmm. uh, especially now where i mean i personally i've been busy but i know with a lot of other people they like social media is the only thing they do which mm -hmm. like it makes sense because uh now uh we're just in this medium where we have to stay home and we don't really have anywhere else to go. Mm -hmm. And we now, it, it is what's uniting us to other people because we can't go outside. So how would you find the line between like, because mm -hmm. I think some people are definitely on social media way more now than ever. Mm -hmm. And in some ways it is connecting to community, but in a lot of ways it's kind of mindless and mm -hmm. could be unhealthy in a lot of ways. So how would you find the line mm -hmm. of, like, yeah, that's a great question as well. And and I, I I'll be honest with you. I, I'll admit that I've struggled with this question personally because I love social media. I, I think it's a great tool. And it's, you know, my my Twitter feed is where I get all my news and it's where I stay connected with other theologians and other uh, scholars and missionaries. And I, you know, Twitter helps me to kind of very quickly get a uh, an easy rundown of a whole lot of a whole wide span of, of different kinds of information from different kinds of people and places. And, and so I, I love social media, but it can be a distraction. And there've been times where I've felt like the Holy spirit has convicted me of spending too much time on it. Uh, because sometimes it can be, you know, when I'm tired, it can be kind of my go-to source for, to kind of decompress or, or to just, just, um, you know, kind of just hang out. And, and sometimes I've felt like the Holy Spirit has convicted me of, Hey, you know what? You, you could, you could get just as recharged by spending time with your daughter or with your, yeah. your family. Uh, and, and so I, I just think everybody has to, you have to sit, you have to set your own limits and, and know what, 
you know, know what your boundaries are and you have to be able to recognize when it becomes destructive and, and when it, it, it becomes a, a waste of time, you know, um, because, uh, you know, if you're, if you're on social media more than you're, you're hanging out with your family, um, then that's a problem. Um, and, and so, and I, I think, you know, if you're on social media and, all day long and you're not taking time to do devotions. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so I think, I think everybody has to, has to recognize the, the positive aspects and the negative aspects. And, and you have to set boundaries for yourself because, um, you know, the, the bottom line is nobody else probably is going to do that for you, especially if you're an adult. And so you, we just have to really self-regulate in that regard. Mm. So it's a good question. Um, and, and I, and I think probably it's good to err on the side of, of less is more, um, you know, um, but, but you're right though, Catherine, it, it can be a great, um, um, tool and it can be a great, um, uh, way to, to connect with, with people and to connect with information. Um, but it can also easily be abused. <clears throat> and, and I think the the closer we walk with the Lord and the, the more time we spend with the Lord, I think we can, we can trust the, the conviction of the Holy spirit to let us know, um, when that's the case. And if, if you're developing and working on your relationship with, with the Lord and, and you're spending time with Jesus, then, then God's going to let you know when, when you've started to drift off course and you're going to sense the Holy spirit, um, uh, convicting you of, of those kinds of, of negative behaviors that, that relate to social media. So mm-hmm. that's a good question. So any other, uh, comments, thoughts, uh, anybody, um, what about uh, any, uh, have you guys thought of any or heard of any creative ways of using social media positively that maybe we didn't talk about or didn't reference? Um, uh, what, are, what are some things maybe that you've seen people do on social media that, that you thought were good ideas during this time? Sorry, I keep talking, but I can. That's, that's all right. <laughs> when you said that, I thought of like some good and I also thought of some bad ones too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think because of uh, the nature of social media and a lot of people being bored, there've been a lot of like challenges on mm-hmm. what I've seen on Instagram. And I think a lot of people right. are creative in like creating ways to encourage people and uh, do things uh, like that. And in some ways, I think some people have like mixed reviews about it. Some people think it's mm-hmm. annoying, some people don't. And I mean, I think that's just, if you don't like it, then you don't have to participate. If you do like it, you can. And I think that's been a good way because because we have uh, the ability to reach so many people, the trend spreads really fast. So, uh, mm-hmm. which could be good or bad too, depending on how you're using it. But I, I've seen mm-hmm. different things like that. Yeah, and I, I think that brings up a good point too, is, is just the idea that, you know, necessity often sparks creativity. And and maybe one of the great things that'll come out of this is that that the church will, will really re start to rethink and re envision and, and through the inspiration of the Holy spirit, just like these icon, uh, iconographers will, will come up with really creative means of using social media to, to, 
uh, in positive ways and to accomplish good rather than to, to create divisions and uh, start arguments and, and uh, you know, take pictures of our lunch and all that good <laughs> stuff. So, um, but no, that's good. So, all right. Well, if uh, there's no other questions, uh, hey, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, it was great having you guys and um, pray that all of you guys have a, have a great weekend and stay healthy. We'll talk to you later.